0: to another edition of Coach's Night Out. Of course, we are live at Town Square Social. I'm your host, Tommy Bryan. This is the week six edition of our show, Town Square Social, located at 145 Public Square here in Lebanon, open for lunch and dinner seven days a week. The guys also own Cedar City Brewing Company at 112 Public Square. My sponsors for the show, Advantage Roofing Contractors, LLC, Donnie Self and Rob Painter, Daryl Tidwell, loan originator with Southern Bank of Tennessee, the Salus Realty Group, let me put my glasses on to be sure I've got that, 120 Public Square, Lebanon, THW Insurance Services, LLC, Cumberland University Athletics, and DT McCall & Sons, Lebanon, Carthage, Lafayette, Franklin, and Cookville. Of course, if you're watching this show live, you know it's on any of three Facebook Live platforms, including the Wilson Post, Main Street Preps, and Blue Devil Broadcasting. You can also watch this show via Twitter, at TB sports 85 and on the Main Street Media TV app. Our schedule this week for Week 6, Friday, February 22nd, Mount Juliet at Wilson Central, Watertown at Lebanon, a game we'll get into in a lot of depth tonight, Undefeated Friendship Christian at Undefeated Middle Tennessee Christian in Murfreesboro, DCA at Mount Juliet Christian Academy, and Gallatin at Green Hill. Chuck Gentry, head coach of the Blue Devils, with me here to start the show, as we always do. Chuck, tough one last week, Blue Devils lead Green Hill 14-3 to at intermission, and there was a six-minute stretch in the third quarter where everything right, Happened for Green Hill, and nothing good happened for Lebanon. They scored three touchdowns in six minutes
1: yeah uh, never been uh quite involved in anything like it, Tommy from returning the kick, getting the blocking the back call on the kick, holding uh i mean the clock messing up the uh having different kids from Different positions make mistakes, to uh, busting coverages, to not executing simple things, to not uh, communicating, to not fitting right, to not tackling, to not uh, functioning on offense. Just uh, over and over and over again, then we had two blunders in special teams, low snap, didn't get the punt off coming out of a TV timeout where I think we said between my coach Williams and myself and maybe some others, Hey, they're going to, this is the perfect time, you know, watch. And and we worked it all week, you know, whether it's the onside surprise, kicking it in the air, whatever happened, um, just bad football. And somebody asked me, how do you stop that? You know, you know, usually we call timeout, you know, we had TV timeouts, we had timeouts, we had breaks. Just uh wasn't meant to be and uh you know, uh, I won't take nothing away from Green Hill. They played a good game and won, but uh wasn't the same team that went in at halftime. The the same group did not come out for whatever reason and uh you know, we've worked this week to try to fix that. How has the
0: we 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 taped the show, we we filmed the show on Wednesday, you've had three days. How have those days gone
1: for you, Chuck? Uh, well, when when you have uh, your wife, assistant coaches, players, others say, uh, <laughs> "Coach, it's going to be okay." I, I guess I've been in a pretty bad mood, uh, pretty uh, frank to the point. Uh, I don't like losing. I don't like uh, playing bad. I don't like. Uh, putting a bad product on the field, putting a bad product out on TV, you know, it looks like we're not a well-coached football team. Uh, so uh, me and my staff our players. You know, we take it pretty personal, pretty to heart. And hopefully we won't look like that on Friday night, but uh, there's a long time between Friday night and Friday night and a lot of work to be done. And like I said, we've tried to do that uh, with Monday and then Tuesday and then Wednesday. And I, uh, some pretty physical practices and trying to uh, trying to get better.
0: Your freshman and JV went to Green Hill on Monday. Two pretty good results there.
1: Yeah, uh, JV won fourteen to nothing. Uh, freshman won twenty twenty eight to seven. So uh good night for both of those groups.
0: And those kids got a little taste of it, getting out there on
1: the turf under the lights,
0: getting some work in that that they really needed.
1: Yeah, and and you know our. our JV team has uh, been done well, and our freshmen have done well too. And it's given them experience to uh, hopefully uh, prepare for the future, and uh, you know, get them uh, game time reps to to see see how we can uh, keep going, keep getting better, and and maybe some of those guys uh, earning some time on Friday nights.
0: Turning our attention to Friday night's game, September the twenty second.
1: It's been 59
0: years since Lebanon and Watertown have played. Uh, November 13th, 1964, the Industrial Bowl in Lafayette. It was just the sixth time those two football programs had met. Lebanon had won the first five. Watertown kicked a field goal and defeated Lebanon 9 to 7 in that Industrial Bowl. And as as the story was told to me, Clifton Tribble, the coach at Lebanon High. And Mr. Ernest Cotton, who was the director of schools, superintendent of schools at the time, went to Watertown on that following Monday with a contract to try to get Watertown to sign a two-year deal to play Lebanon home and home. And Brownie Robinson, head coach of the Purple Tigers, said, boys, there ain't enough money in Wilson County for us to play you again. And that has held true for 59 years. There's, There's a long story on how we got here, but... Finances and
1: travel and open dates on the schedule really all came together. Maybe we can keep enough money in Wilson County to to get uh, get two games out of it and see. And and again, I uh, uh, jokingly I said uh, Monday morning at the Blue Devil uh, Football Foundation Golf Tournament that uh, uh, we've been waiting on this for a long time, and so maybe <laughs> maybe Friday night at Homecoming we can. Uh, we can make a little money and, and, and have a little fun. But, uh, you know, it it, it it wasn't like Watertown was looking to play Lebanon and Lebanon was looking to play Watertown. That was That's not what happened. You know, it, scheduling football games every two-year cycle is the hardest thing I do. Some people you want to play. Some people you don't want to play. Some people it's a good gate. Some people it's a bad gate. Sometimes it's travel. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's a private school. Sometimes it's not. And... The way that the t w s w a sets up the regions and and if they don't align you know it's it's hard you know a lot of people that we played non region last time are now in our region, you know so it's uh it's just one of those things and uh you know like I said, we were making a phone call me and Gavin had coach Webster had had uh, uh, talked about it here and laughed about it and joked about it said, well we'll make a lot of money and uh I was calling somebody else. Actually, Coach Angel was calling somebody else, and they said, well, if you're looking for a game, I know a game that you might be able to get because we are scheduled to play them and, and thing. And I said, well, you tell him to call me if he wants to play. And, uh, you know, uh, I called him and, and, and said, hey, you know, they said this, you know, let me know if that falls through. And and literally I was at Summit Hospital with Mama and, and left and came home, and, and at that point – I was getting off the interstate and he called me and he said, well, here we are. You ain't got a game and I ain't got a game and there ain't nobody to play. And I said, well, I've got four people. One's in East Tennessee, one's in Middle Tennessee, one's private, and the other one's in West Tennessee. I said, if you want to do it, I'll do it. I said, people are going to say, why are you playing Watertown? And they're going to tell you, why are you playing Lebanon? But, you know, the the financial piece of it and and the – proximity and, and you know, uh, we, we, we talked about several different aspects of what, why it was good, why it was bad, and we both decided, let's do this.
0: Well, Watertown got put in a AAA region where they got to go to Sequatchie County for a region game, and I don't know how in the world you get from Watertown to Sequatchie County. So, they've got long bus trips all over their region. They got Giles County coming to their place this year, a long trip. Next year, they'll have a long trip to Pulaski. So the proximity, the ability to, for them to get a quick bu- couple of buses and get over here, and then in two years, it's their home game and to make some money. And and I'm behind the times. I've been saying, you know, well, helmets, you know, are $350. Well, the good helmets are about $600 now. So you got to have gate receipts to make the program work. Well,
1: it, it, you know, uh, I, Dr. Walters asked me today about how much a helmet costs, and I told him I, a brand-new SpeedFlex helmet one by itself is 400 bucks. And I said, if I had a son, I would literally buy a brand-new helmet every year, donate it to the program, Then, that, you know, when it's done. But, you know, those helmets, I mean, football is a contact collision sport, and people want their kids in the best. And so that's what we try to do. You know, uh, you try to put them in the best helmet, best shoulder pads, all the other stuff is fluff. But, but you know, you want kids to be protected. And, and, and today in the in day and in age, the age that we are, equipment is, is go, only going up. And, 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 and you know. We and there's bu- not
0: as many companies making those headgear as there used to be. It's well, basically Rydell and Shutt now, Rydell, right?
1: Rydell, Shutt, and then the Vices, you know, that you see Patrick Mahomes but those are seven fifty eight hundred bucks per. And, and, and again, they are made for certain things. They're not, you know, and, but equipment, all of that leads back to, all uh, right, how, how, what do you spend your money on? How do you make your money? And and we fundraise and do, but our number one thing is people buying a ticket and coming in and, and again, at least for two years, I think people will be excited and and want to see this because you know the Brownie Robinson story comes up. You know the uh, the the three A six A you know a rivalry. These they see each other. They played against each other. You know at times in middle school, Watertown has beaten some of these guys, and so it's it's you know I I think it's good for Wilson County per se, and and again all the money that's spent towards these two games will stay with. With our program.
0: When you look at Watertown, they started 2 0. They've lost three in a row. They lost a close one to Cascade last week, 28 21. They're wounded, and a wounded animal is a dangerous animal. You've you got to be
1: on alert for those guys. Well, you know, they have, like I said, they have nothing to lose. Pull out all the stops, come out swinging whatever you know whatever whenever and and you know if they lose we're supposed to lose and if we win we're supposed to win and so again strictly uh you know i have to want to money situation thing and 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 again at at times you can say for a smaller school we're preparing for the playoffs that's that's what we're doing We're, we're playing a team that will help us prepare for the 3a playoffs and uh you know that's what we talked about when we talked about it. You know, you know, you've got to 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 be good. You have to play good people, and and you know, again, at at times in 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 our program, you know, I I have looked for games that are money, games where hey, we need to win, and then games where all right, these these people are going to challenge us, and it just depends no, on no, which no. aspect you're looking at.
0: Offensively, Watertown has been a a system team, and these you call these different systems they're spread shotgun signal from the sideline you make an adjustment on one play they may have a counter for that uh well coached
1: well executed and what they want to do offensively well you know they have been a good football team for the last several years i mean you probably say i don't know since since i've been in wilson county following them you know they've been deep runs in the playoffs playing trials for county you know in the quarterfinals semifinals, whatever it was uh to 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 go and and um, you know they they're the spread football team can go up tempo when they want to and and you know uh, very well coached very well rounded you know they they play hard play physical you know they've got some some, some size and big big kids at places and so uh, I know on Friday night at seven o'clock we're going to get their best effort and uh, again like say you know. There's only going to be 11 of us on the field at the same time. The field in Watertown's the same size as the field in Lebanon. You're only going to put 11, 11 on, you know, and, and, and we're going to line up and play ball and, and, and see who wins. But they are, like you said, a very dangerous football team, got some weapons and some things, and, and, you know, they probably have the best kicker that we'll face all year. And, you know, winning in the special teams is big. We, we proved that last Friday night, that it can turn the momentum of a game just like that. And uh, uh, whether it's, you know, we, there won't, probably won't be a chance to return a kick. There, You know, he's probably kicking them five yards deep in the end zone. Or when they cross the 35-yard line, there's a chance for him to kick a he field kicked,
0: goal. He kicked a 51-yarder earlier this year. And
1: so, uh, you know, uh, that that changes the way you think about things. And, you know, uh, this is four-down territory or not, They're in scoring range, Yeah. You know. So uh, you know, I definitely don't want to be saying uh, we're going to leave it up to his leg on the last play to see if it's, it's nine to seven or ten to whatever you said again. So uh, it's just one of those, you know, you know, one of the aspects. It's a third of the game, and, you know, he, he makes it, and they have that advantage.
0: Let's talk for a second about homecoming, a lot of folks coming back. I, I know – some folks from the class of 75 are going to come back, tailgate, come to the game. Just kind of on a whim, there are a couple of reunion groups that are going to be there. Uh, ought to be a wonderful atmosphere.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. the uh, the faculty at Lebanon High School is, is tailgating out front. Uh, several people have talked about tailgate. Uh, it's homecoming. You know, a lot of people excited because it's a Wilson County game in, in County. Uh, you know, there's people that's talked about the, or the robbery and coming back. And so, uh, you know, we would, hopefully we'll have a big crowd and everybody be able to come back. And I know there's the homecoming court and all that stuff, the parade during the day, the pep rally, all the stuff that goes on with homecoming, all the stuff that, uh, <laughs> football coaches like, please just get us to seven yeah. o'clock. And, um, uh, but, uh, you know, it's a big time, big time to show off our campus, show off our facilities, show off, uh, you know, and, and then everybody get back together and say, hey, back in 75, we did this. And, you know, or homecoming, we played these people. And and it's a, it's a good reason for everybody to come back to Lebanon High School and talk about the good old days.
0: Let's talk about the, the meals that were sponsored for you this week, uh, a special one on Monday, Isaiah Douglas class of 2022 who plays at Cumberland worked all summer, put some money aside and fed the ninth graders and the JV Amen. on Monday and, and talked to the team a little bit. When, when I was told about that, it got to
1: me. Yeah, it was, uh, his dad called me and said, Hey, I got somebody that wants to feed the team. I said, well, I'll get you in touch with Darren and, and we'll do it. And, uh, I said, who, who is it? And he said, I don't matter. Just, and I said, well, who, who is it? And he, he said, "Zaya has uh, worked all summer and put a little money. And we talked about it, and he wants to feed your football team. And you watch those boys sit there and need, and they uh, they have fun. Yeah. When you talk to them, some of the funnest times, other than winning football games and bus rides is sitting there, team meals, and again, those meals are precious to some of them, and you know you sit there with your teammates. Who, for instance, two weeks ago when we had sake, some of those kids had never ate sake. They yeah. didn't know what sake was, but they found out. Was like, oh man, this is awesome! <laughs> it was yum yum sauce everywhere. But uh, you know I, Isaiah knows that he was with a group and and he, mm-hmm. he saved his money and wanted to get back. And uh, you know it was special for him to come in and and talk to those young men and. Be a product of our program and 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 the work that he put in to, to be a part of the team and then to go on and have the grades and the, and, and then now, now to be playing at Cumberland and then want to get back to us is is special and the the message he had was special and just uh, goes to you know his parents have done a good job raising him but uh, you know the we talk about the relationships and it makes it that much more important uh, that that. Little episode helped get me through the week because uh, I needed some positive and And on Monday, that was, you know, very positive and a very positive uh, talk from him. And, uh, you know, uh, his dad didn't want to. I got him to say a few words, too. But, uh, you know, those, those kids relate a lot more to Isaiah than they do to Chuck J. Oh, sure. Sure. Uh,
0: Thursday, the Wilhelm Group with Blackwell Realty will be feeding the varsity. Thursday evening, GC Church will feed the cheerleaders, and then Friday, Rocky Valley Baptist Church, church Jason Mull, who used to play for Lebanon, will feed the varsity. Again,
1: the community loves this football team. Always, you know, uh, it's it's great, you know, to be in a community where you know it's going to get taken care of. I, you know, me and brother Darren at uh, first of August, he's like, I don't know, this is kind of. And I'm like, well, it's about to crank up. School's gonna crank up, and, and will and and you know we've had them ninety. I mean, minus the scrimmages, which we we don't try to get covered. I usually take care of that with pizza. But uh, you know, we we hundred percent. You know, uh, again, we've got people calling and saying, "What do you need? What do you?" And and we do appreciate it. And you know, like uh, I showed two or three people our uh. In, uh Locker room the other night and they were blown away and when Isaiah came in there I said I'm going to show you let's turn off these lights and it's uh, you know it's good to be able to have a community that pours their heart and soul into it and that's one of the it's one of the things I told our football team last Friday night I said I am disappointed in this second half because those people are here to see us and 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 we didn't perform to our, it, it, I'm okay to to get beat. But to to lose a football game and not play your best is is uh, hard to hard to come by. And I said we have to do our job. And so, uh, you know, if you play your best and somebody beat you, all right, hats off to them. But if you, uh, you know, obviously if you watch the game, the first half and the second half, two different football teams. And uh, you know, like I said if I had the sauce to, to know what, what could have changed it, I'd be selling it, making some more money. But uh, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. I told our kids, I don't know any way to change it, but I'll be back in here in the morning at eight, at nine o'clock. Get to work. I'll be at school at eight thirty on Monday, and we'll go to work at, at at two on Monday and try to try to get better. And uh, I will say that our our attitude has been been good, so uh, I'm expecting us to uh, to to bounce back and come out tomorrow night or Friday night ready to ready to play. I'm trying to get it here a day early. Chuck,
0: thanks for the visit. Thanks to Family Medical uh, Associates and Pediatrics for sponsoring the chocolate milk through Shop Springs Creamery, the official chocolate milk of Lebanon High Football. Chuck Gentry, my guest on the first segment of Coach's Night Out. We'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey, welcome back for our second segment of Coach's Night Out Live from Town Square Social. My sponsors, as always, Advantage Roofing Contractors, LLC, Donnie Self and Rob Painter, Daryl Tibble, Loan Originator at Southern Bank of Tennessee, the Salas Realty Group, 120 Public Square, Lebanon, THW Insurance Services, LLC, Cumberland University Athletics, and D.T. McCall and Sons, Lebanon, Carthage, Lafayette, Franklin, and Cookville. Tim Mathis, head coach at Cumberland University, with me here. And Tim, everything rolled for you guys last week against uh, Kentucky Christian, a football team that had, had had their problems, but bottom line, Cumberland had to take care of business right. and you did to the tune of fifty to six. Right. When you go back and you look
2: at the film how do you think you got your kids executed? I mean we did what we wanted to do, um offensively and defensively. We we wanted to establish a run and I, you know, we obviously we definitely did that. Um Defense, we just wanted to play fast and and, and create turnovers and we, we did that. So you know, and it's one of those games where you kinda what you said, you gotta take care of Cumberland and we'll be okay. And we did and and it showed and we you know, we put up some impressive numbers. Two backs over a hundred yards, and when you're doing that, you're you're very effective offensively. Yeah, and you put you you know you put all three of them together, and we ran our running backs ran for over 300 yards, which is pretty pretty stout. And when you when you're able to do that, then um, we worked on our passing, and we were 11-15 throwing the ball. And uh, so you know, Luke made some really good decisions throwing the ball, so we we got to work on that, but. When you're able to run the ball like we were able to run the ball, you know, everything's at your disposal.
0: Well, and again, you had to have a good game from your offensive
2: line in order to do that. It, we did, and, and that's the thing. You go back and look on the films, and there were things that we could have done better, which is, you know, sometimes it's hard to to find that when you have games like that. But there were, you know, there were some things that we we could get better at and and, and go from there because, you know, when you – when you face some stouter opponents sometimes you can't get away with that and, and we got away with a couple of things um this past saturday but you know they did they played outstanding up front because you're blocking people when you run for 300 yards at running back
0: and, and there, there's that kind of feeds on itself doesn't it when you have success early running the football that that, that feeling kind of grows and
2: the linemen wants you
0: to
2: continue to run the football. Yeah, uh, any, any lineman that, that is worth his weight and salt or anything is when you're when – you're run. that's what you want to do. You want to run block. You want to pancake guys. That's, that's the most intimidating thing you can do. You know, if, if you're a lineman and all you want to do is pass that, you know, I don't know that I really want you because you, you might be a little soft there. Our guys want to, want to run the ball and want to get after people
0: were you able to get into that bench a little bit as the game went along particularly in the offensive front
2: we actually we did and we got we had a lot of guys uh, that played up front a lot of guys that, that was their first college game they got in which was good we got some guys in that we might have to use down the road that that got some valuable experience which was awesome and and it didn't um, you know it didn't drop off when we put those guys in which was which was a good thing too. A couple of interceptions,
0: a fumble recovery. One of the interceptions we had a picture of, one of my guys got a shot of uh, Burnley yeah. going up and making a grab and then kind of going out of bounds. Really athletic play. Kids broke on the ball.
2: Yeah, they definitely did. And, you know, the, the one before that, I mean, he caught it maybe off the tip of the grass. I mean, he really made a great play to, to make that interception. But it is – our guys on defense were flying around to the ball, and, and and that's all that's all you ask for and all you want for you want to be sound in what you're doing, but you want 11 people around the football. Your front seven, how did that bunch play? Outstanding. That's uh, you know, our our defensive player of the week was our, was, and he was a freshman. Joey Samples uh, led our team in tackles, tackles for loss, you know, and he's that's his third game as a as a college football player. So you know he. You can't ask for that, and he's one of the. He's a freshman. All the other guys are, are are returning guys, and you know they played outstanding too. So it's easy to make those interceptions when those front seven are doing their job and putting pressure on people.
0: Tell me a little bit
2: about Joey, a, a true freshman, right? It, yes, and it, and it's an interesting thing. He's from uh, he's from Rome, Georgia. Played at Model High School, and the crazy thing about it is, his senior year he was a running back. And a linebacker. He plays knows one technique for us, and he and he put on. We told him when we offered him that we were going to move him to D line, and we didn't think he would be an inside guy yet. But he took it to heart, and he put on a lot of great weight. It wasn't. He's not flabby or anything like that. He's he's a real athlete. So when you're able to put an athlete like that down inside, he he creates problems. And and to to be able to identify.
0: And project him as a, from a high school senior to where he's standing up and playing, to where you want him down in a yeah. three point stance.
2: You guys saw something. We did, and, he, and yeah. for us, and we actually saw the year before going into his senior year. We had him at a camp that we had down in Rome, Georgia, and um, you know, great mo. He had a great motor, and we knew that he was really a tweener of. To, is he good enough in space or whatever, but he'd be great with his hand on the ground. We put him in some past situations in that camp, and, and you know, he's been outstanding. And he comes from um, – I went to school with some guys that are his relatives, and he comes from really, really, really good stock. So, um, <laughs> if he plays half as good as some of his relatives, he's going
0: to be well, the heck of the Playing defensive line at that level,
2: a lot of it is hands and feet. It's hands and feet, and – you know, you're playing a nose or one technique. It's a lot of – you get double teamed a whole bunch, and he's able to defeat double teams, which is – like, again, as a freshman to be able to do that, I mean, he, he's going to be special if he keeps doing what he's doing. And, and he must like the weight room. He does. He He's a super kid. doesn't complain about anything. All he does is put his head down and work.
0: Uh,
2: off week again, quirk
0: in the schedule. Is it Campbellsville the following Campbellsville game? The following here, here at noakes Uh you had a practice schedule for the previous open week, where you kind of gave them Monday off, <coughs> Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, got some good work done. Is is that kind of we're the doing plan the, We're this doing week? the
2: exact same schedule. We'll, we're, we practiced yesterday. We practice today. We'll practice Thursday. Give them Friday, Friday and Saturday off. We will practice late Sunday afternoon instead of Monday. Um, just just so we don't, we really didn't like getting the three days off the last time, but it was it was really because I wanted to go visit my daughters. The reason we we had three days off, but we'll come in Sunday and then treat the game week like a normal week where we'll be off that Monday, so we can do most of our game planning work then.
0: Have you had a chance to sneak a peek at Campbell? Oh game? yeah, we
2: we've, we've been looking at them and started you know start uh, looking at them and they're, you know they have a new coach. He came from Kentucky. Christian, uh, he, he played quarterback at Campbellsville a while back or whatever, but so he went back to his school to, to coach, but there, he likes to throw, he's a quarterback, he likes to throw it around a bunch, and they they run a 3-4 defense, and so we have started looking at him and started, you know, game planning a little bit of what we can do, but we really try, we've tried to use this week as a get to, get to work on Cumberland again, and then, these last two days, we've had our Phoenix Bowl where our young guys have kind of played each other too, so they're getting a bunch of reps. So,
0: so, so the the kids that normally don't play or play much on Saturday, you're getting some some right. scrimmage to kind we, of work we've with. We basically
2: it. gotten about ten or fifteen minutes of scrimmage at the end of these last two practices, and then mm-hmm. at the end this week, these two practices yesterday, we had a uh, offensive line versus defensive line uh, punt catching contest for gassers. And it went, it went way deep. And we ended up having even coaches involved in it, uh, Coach Bray and Coach Morty. Neither one of them could catch a punt, so we had to go back to kids to to do it. And the offensive line won that. And then today we had DBs versus wide receivers, uh, a yeah. tire tug-of-war. Uh, so just some competition stuff to get everybody going. And, uh, and the wide receivers won that too. So
0: How, how has – practice going
2: because practice can get awfully tedious and that's one of the reasons we did those two things you know you do it, it can do but always reference to them i try to stress it every day you either have to practice or you get to practice you <coughs> you got to have that mentality but, you know it's too easy to get to the of man i have to go to practice today but <coughs> with a different mindset just one different word if i get to do it every day and you know you got to find what makes you tick to make you excited about practice every day because it can it can get yes. mundane and 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 routinish and all that but it it's got to be an outcome and it's the outcome we always preach is you get to do this you don't have to do you don't have to play you know and not everybody gets to that's the that's the privilege they have is not everybody can play college football so you need to have that mentality we get to do this every day and it. It's kind of went that way, too. I
0: don't know if you heard the story. Isaiah Douglas, one of your players, worked all summer, put some money aside, and he fed the and High JV, and the freshman on Monday spoke to the team a little bit, and it impacted a lot of the grown-ups in the room. And, and the feeling is it probably impacted
2: those kids to see one of their own come back and do for them. Right, and it, it makes you – it makes you feel, you know, obviously it makes you feel good uh, as, as a coach that so he would even, you know, why would you even think of doing that? It speaks volumes of Isaiah, sure. to be honest with you. But the fact that, uh, that you know, that you always got to have but You always ought to try to give back to whatever. Because he is. He is one of the fortunate ones that got to. And, and you look, you can look at him. You look, Isaiah has probably been told his whole life he's too small to do anything. Yeah. but. You know, if you have the right attitude and the right work ethic.
1: And you have the do heart anything, to do it. have the
2: heart to do it. And, and the fact that, you know, you need to relay that message on to everybody because if you look at it, anybody can play college football. And, and you know, you no, know, hopefully one, one of those young guys that are sitting there might even have in the back of their mind, there's no way I can do that. But after, you know, Isaiah – Doing that and talking with them, you know, hopefully that changes somebody's mind and makes them do what you know they they need to do to get where they want to go.
0: I try to touch on recruiting every now and then with you, Tim. It is an ongoing process, and your your coaching staff constantly reaching out to coaches and to
2: players. We we definitely are. We had another, you know, at the uh, at our game against Kentucky Christian. We had some. We had another group of really really talented uh high school seniors come in and and you know it it's humbling for one thing is you know Saturdays they're off and I and, and they do want to play college football and you got to go visit places but it's humbling they just play on a Friday night some of them travel 4 5 6 hours to, you know to come visit and it's it's humbling that you know they choose us and and and, and you know we've had nothing but great positive feedback about how how they're treated when they're there uh, you know our admissions does a wonderful job of showing them campus and, and, and giving them you know everything they need to know academically because that's one of the big things we stress is you need to make the decision on your academics because that that's going to be the next 60 or 70 years of your life football at some points over it ends it, it, and it can end in a snap so you need to pick it for the right reason so admissions does a Tremendous job, but it's it's a never ending saga. We're gonna, you know, recruiting. It's the lifeblood of your program.
0: You got a couple of former players who hang out down there yes. at that pavilion and and visit with those kids and After, make sure they're taken care and, of. And
2: Garrett Garrett Hall does our recruiting. It's not tent now, pavilion. Um, and Garrett's a former player that has just poured his heart and soul into. Uh, I mean, he, he secures all the food. Goes out and asks people. In fact, him and his wife, his wife does that for a living. She fed him the first our first game anyway, but he and he, we let him talk to him after. Because I did, my biggest thing is wanting former Cumberland players to come back and talk to him because they did it. And he didn't play for you. No, he yeah. didn't. I mean, he played so, way back, yeah. so he, he didn't play for me at all. He played in the early 2000s. Yeah. So it's, but I want people that love Cumberland and, and, and came here, did it, so, you know, tell them your experiences, tell them everything, you know, and it had, a lot of it's changed, but um, you want people talking to those kids that have been through it and done that, and you and love Cumberland, he bleeds Cumberland, and, and that's, why would you not want somebody doing that?
0: Well, finish up this good week of practice, short as it is, the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Take a little time off, get back after it, and you got
2: Campbellsville coming in on the following Saturday. Yep, yeah, we're, we're you know getting ready by by the end of this week, when we get into Tuesday, they'll be they'll be ready for the bye week to go because they'll be ready. But it, then it becomes the long haul. We don't have a break, and you know we're going. There's no more uh, off week, so we you know you got to be ready for the long haul.
0: Tim, thanks for the visit as always. We appreciate it. Thank you. Go Phoenix. Tim Mathis, head coach at Cumberland University with us on Coach's Night Out. Next up, Gavin Webster, head coach at Watertown High after these messages. <laughs> For the third section, third and final segment of tonight's show, Town Square Social, live from Coaches uh, Town Square Social is the site. Coaches Night Out is the show, 145 Public Square. Let me run through my list of sponsors again. D.T. McCall and Sons, Lebanon, Carthage, Lafayette, Franklin, and Cookville, Cumberland University Athletics, THW Insurance Services, LLC, the Salus Realty Group, located at 120 Public Square, Lebanon, Daryl Tibble, loan originator with Southern Bank of Tennessee, and Advantage Roofing Contractors, LLC, Donnie Sell and Rob Painter. Coach Gavin Webster, head coach of Watertown, with us, and the Wilson Post re ran today in our paper a story Ken Beck did several years ago talking about the 50th anniversary of the 1964 game and what went in to making that Lebanon-Watertown game take place. And there are some parallels, Coach, because it was a bowl game, Mm -hmm. an opportunity for Coach Brownie and and Coach Tribble to make some money for their Mm -hmm. programs, and it kind of evolved that way here. Lebanon didn't go looking for Watertown, and Watertown didn't go looking for Lebanon, but –
3: things came together. Talk about how all that kind of transpired. Well, um, you know, when when the schedules come out, of course, we we went to the new region in 3A with uh, Giles County, Grundy, Community, and Sequatchie County. So those are a lot of long road trips to be in a region. So, you know, trying to to fill it with uh, local teams and uh, when it comes right down to it, it wasn't a whole lot of local, you know. We tried with the Smith County. We just couldn't. Me and Coach Dyer, could, we couldn't get that worked out. Of course, you know, we, we still played Gornsville and uh, DeKalb and picked up Macon and was needing a few more and um, was talking to a buddy of mine in Fairview. And so we've been trying to play last several years. And so we, you know, we decided we'd play, and that was that game where Lebanon's at right now. Yeah. And um, Chuck... I bet it wasn't an hour after that he called and had a had a spot and asked me and said, "Chuck, man, I just you know, I, I've, I'm full. I just yeah. got full probably an hour ago." And lo and behold, probably 15 minutes later, Coach at Fairview, Coach Hughes, he called me and there was somebody he was trying to get on his schedule. I think it was Waverly or someone like that that they kind of got a little rivalry and and was wanting to play. He said, "Hey." He said, I got this going on. He said, if you can get somebody, would you be okay and switching it? He said, if you can't, he said, I'll honor it. We'll still play and everything. Yeah. So I said, well, give me a five minutes. So I called Chuck back. I said, well, I said, have you got anybody? He said, no. Nope. I said, well, we'll do it. So that's kind of how it transpired. Y'all. So I guess it was in the – in the cards for us to play, well, you know.
0: I know several years ago, well, it was in 2020 during the COVID year, Beach had to drop Lebanon. They couldn't play. Fairview was coming off of COVID mm-hmm. shutdown and they needed a game. So Lebanon and Fairview got together. They played on a Saturday afternoon. I remember that. And the, the poor guys from Fairview, they couldn't get a bus. They wouldn't let them all on a bus together. They came in cars. Right. I, I pull up in the parking lot and these guys are getting out carrying their equipment. I'm I, thinking, I, these I guys really it. want to play. Yeah. Yeah. That and, and Coach Hughes, is he the seven on seven? Quarterback? Oh yeah, yeah, he's the yeah,
3: he's the seven on seven
0: baby. Yeah. So yeah, this guy sounds like a world of fun and, yeah, he's, and he's a, a buddy guy. of yours, a good yeah. guy. But it it all came together in in talking with with Chuck and I know what headgear and shoulder pads cost, mm-hmm. and to be able to have a good gate this year at Lebanon, hopefully next year at Watertown, mm-hmm. that's going to mean a lot for your budget when you've got to go to Sequatchie County to yeah. play a region yeah. game. Yeah,
3: Sequatchie. We've got to, we traveled to Sequatchie already, and we uh, we got to go to community last game of the year. So we. We do are fortunate enough to have Giles and Grundy at home this year, but then we'll have to turn around and go there next year. So, you know, we got a you know a lot of a lot of you know road trips are long. Well, and, and
0: sometimes getting buses in this county is a tough way to go. Well, I
3: was really worried about that, and what really helped us was our schedule of school time changing. You know, we now start at 7:30 and, okay. and get out at 2:30. So, used to, when we got out at 3, hey, it was every bit of 415, For We could even think about leaving. You know, so now, you know, we're able to get out of there. If we've got a long road trip, we're able to get out of there, at, you know, 4 a little after. Okay. You know? So, that helps a whole lot. Now, it, before that, I was scratching my head, and I'm like, man, I, I hope we don't have to get a bunch of charter buses, because, you know, they are not cheap. Oh, well, and it, it's... Cost a little bit to get in those yellow dogs too. Well, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the, the yellow buses, you know, they're better than the charter, but they still, it's, it's, still, you got a budget for it, and you got to make sure you got the money and and all that stuff. But, uh, uh, you know, everything worked out.
0: Your football team started out two and zero. You've lost three in a row. I, I'm sure this this football team is is has got some anger about them. Probably a little wounded. And that's a dangerous kind of football team. I,
3: I would think Lebanon's gonna get your best shot come Friday. Well they should. You know, if we're not, you know, with uh you know, we're 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 frustrated, you know, uh, you know, just you know, uh some things happen at inopportune times, you know, and uh you know, they, they should be hungry. We should be hungry as a football team. And, uh, you know, we've, we've talked about it and discussed it, you know, last couple weeks when we, you know, those games transpired and everything. So, um, you know, come down here and give us our best, you know, give my our best shot, and you know, and, and hopefully we can put some things together. You're
0: uh, – I, I talked to Chuck about this a little bit too. Offensively, you have – you have stayed the course on what you guys like to do through the past several years. You're going to spread. You're going to do things that you want to do offensively based on what the defense gives you. Uh, that gives you a, a certain sense of confidence. And I got to looking at some of the numbers. You know, Price is completing 64% of his passes. Uh, you're spreading the ball around. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Cooper coming back off that. Uh, knee injury from last year has had a good year averaging almost six yards a carry offensively you, you seem to be doing what you want to do
3: well yeah you know that's what that's what gets frustrating you know uh and you get a quarterback that's completing 64 percent of his passes and and uh he's a he's a threat to run the ball and and you're you're moving the ball offensively you know but the main thing that we preach and have been trying to preach you know is you know we got to protect the ball better yeah you know turnovers you know turnovers are going to get you beat uh, especially when you play teams of equal oh it could be even just any team you yeah. know so we've got to protect the ball you know we started out the first two games this year and and didn't turn the ball over at all you know and in the last three last three games you know uh, for whatever reason you know we, we've had at least a couple of turnovers a game you know and you know, that cost us at Sequatchie and it cost us uh, uh, at Cascade last week and not, not so much at Decal. I think we had one, but still, you know, you just don't want to see those turnovers on offense. Now, right. eventually you want to create them and right. get them, and we're all about that, but, you know, I, I like I like to take pride and, you know, we're going to protect that football, and it's our football, and, you know, if you stop us, it's not going to be us, it's going to be you stopping us, not not us stopping us. And that's kind of where I feel, you know, even even though we've had pretty good stats, stats don't always win you football games, but, you know, it's there on paper, you know, we're, we're having some success on offense and moving to football, you know. Uh, now we're not racking up 30 and 40 points, but that's that's not our game, you know. But we wanna we we, we wanna control the we wanna control the clock and control the game and and uh, and just do the best we can.
0: Cascade got up on you two touchdowns, 14 mm-hmm. to nothing. Your kids battled back, battled back. It was 28-21
3: was the final. What did you think about the fight your kids had? Well, you know. Uh, I thought they fought, and their effort, you know, we had we had a few issues, alignment on defense and responsibility, just like we had some issues on offense. You know, like I told you, I think when I sat down here, you know, we ran, uh, I told Chuck a minute ago, I don't think I told you, but, you know, our first four plays, you know, our first series, we get the ball, uh, you know, we got two bad plays, and then we're throwing on third down. We have two bad snaps, throwing on third down and punting, and then, you know, they go down, score. Uh, we get the ball back, and we throw a pick next play. So we ran four plays first quarter. They go up on us 14-0 nothing, kick off to us, and it was like, okay, we're ready to go. And we go right down, and we score like it wasn't nothing. It's was fourteen 14-7. I'm like, okay, that's that's the bunch I've been waiting on. Yeah. So we got to come out of the gate at the beginning of the game. We can't wait and spot team seven, 14 points because uh, we're not built that way. So – uh, we just got to take care of ourselves. If, if Watertown takes care of Watertown, everything will be fine, you know. Uh, but you know, it's just we got to take care take care of ourselves first.
0: Trey Pack has turned into a weapon for you guys. He was mm-hmm. the Region Specialist of the Year last year, mm-hmm. kicked the fifty one yarder, uh, and and I got to talk to him on that Sunday. We were up at the fair, mm-hmm. everybody, and I asked him about it. And he said, well, I knew it was a long one.
3: I didn't realize it was 51. The kid's got a good leg. He does. You know, he is a weapon, you know, and uh, he's also our punter also. So, uh, you know, he's done a very good job as a kicker, field goal kicker, uh, just a kicking specialist. And, you know, when he when he got into this, he wasn't punting much. He was just kind of doing it on the, you know. And uh saw him out there punting one day, and I'm like, I actually, me and the whole coaching staff, we was like, Trey, you need to, you need to really concentrate on punting also, because there's nothing you don't get a lot of guys in college that can uh, that can kick and also turn around and and punt, make yourself more marketable. Yeah, you know. Doing two things versus just doing one. So, you know, he kind of took that and he's done a very good job the last two years punting and and kicking also. It, it's a technique thing, isn't it? Because he's not a big kid. It's not like no. he muscles it, but his technique. I, I've I've seen him practice. Mm-hmm. He he can thump it. Well, he has. He's got a strong leg and uh, he's went to kicking camps. It's helped him out and learned some stuff there. So, uh, yeah. I'm impressed. You know, no bigger than he is. He's not a great big guy. He he's, he does really well. Defensively,
0: how's Watertown going to play against Lebanon? Lebanon's going to be a team that's going to spread. They're going to no huddle. Mm-hmm. They will flip the tight end and the and the blocking back, the H back. They'll they'll mm-hmm. do some movement and some mm-hmm. motion. I, I guess getting your guys lined up against the offense the right way is
3: going to be a big part of it. Well, you know. That's the whole thing about football on defense. It's alignment and assignment. You know, first thing you got to do is you got to get aligned to the offense, and then you got to go through with your assignment to execute it. So, if you can do those two things, you know, you give yourself a chance. You know, and Coach Hackett and the defensive guys, you know, they do a good job of of doing that and getting their guys ready, watching film and prepping them and everything like that. So, I'm very confident. You know, and, you know, and I, I told somebody, you're not always gonna. Be right on every play, it's just like on offense. You're not always going to be right on every play. You're going to miss some blocks, or you're going to make some mistakes, just like on you know defense. There's going to be some mistakes made, but hopefully, they're they're not big enough that you know that really cost you. You know, so. But um, uh, Coach Hackett and defense staff they do a great job on you know making sure the guys know where they got to be and and getting lined up. And, and and having guys who will run to the football may, maybe.
0: Something doesn't go right at the point of attack, but you get two or three extra helmets in there on a play, mm-hmm. you're gonna have a chance.
3: Oh yeah, 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 and, I, and we we love we love getting them you know purple tigers to the ball, you know, so we we want to see as many to the ball as we can, you know, so.
0: Health-wise, how do you come into this game? Have you been okay?
3: Uh we've been okay. We got we got two uh, two guys out right now, um, and one we should get one back next week. And kind of Jerry's kind of out on the other one if he's going to return or not. Two senior guys, so hopefully uh, hopefully we can get them back, you know. But uh, you know it's it's going to be a it's going to be a little process. Here.
0: How how has the field been in the building and in the
3: community about? playing this game against Lebanon? Well, I'll be honest. We, in, in the school building and everything, you know, uh, there's some excitement. The kids are excited, you know. Uh, I don't get out in the community a whole lot and run well, you're, around. You're talk, busy coaching football. I'm busy. You know, I, the extent of me getting out in Watertown is going to Three Forks Market to get groceries yeah. <laughs> or get some or going to the dollar store. So I don't see a lot. And, uh, you know, I just I go do my thing and get back my vehicle and go home
0: uh I, I feel like and I think the weather's going to be great. It's finally got a little bit of fall mm-hmm. in the air. ought to be a great night for high school football and hoping for a big crowd to see what ought to be a fun football game. Oh, yeah, I was looking at
3: that earlier, you know it looks uh it looks like the weather is I think high eighty five you know Friday, so it' uh you know probably kick off by about mid seventies and going down so it's it's good you know, we had good weather last week so i'm I'm kind of looking forward to that. Gavin Webster, head coach at Watertown, with us. Thanks for the visit. I appreciate it. Thank you, Tom. Always good to have Coach Webster
0: with us here on Coach's Night Out. Thanks to you for tuning in. For our sponsors, we appreciate your help in making this show possible. Uh, Justin, behind the camera. uh, Hunter, running the, uh, the food up here. Thanks to everybody at Town Square Social. I'm Tommy Bryan. I'll talk to you later.